So, welcome to Currently Unnamed Podcast. Now named Digi Date. A podcast where we play visual novels, bitch about them to our friends for a couple of weeks, and then we come in to record it. Yeah, essentially. My name's Milo. My name is Nelsie. Well, we did it. <laughs> uh, today on the docket, I think, well, okay, I don't know, I said today like we've done this before. This is 100% new. Me and Nelsie, good buddies, good but pals. I will say what made us closer buddies is that we started playing Mystic Messenger and we've been playing it for a month. Yes. More than a month. In case you're a distant time traveler listening to this in the far future, um, or in the past, I guess, because I added time traveler to this metaphor for some reason, uh, this is currently being recorded in 2020 during the coronavirus quarantine. <laughs> so that's why we've been playing this four-year-old game. Yes. Uh, do we want to get to, like, what Mystic Messenger is in case you're also a distant time traveler and just don't know what it is? Sure, sure. I think the distant time traveler crowd would really appreciate it. So, Mystic Messenger is a mobile Otomi game. Um, if you call me out for how I pronounce Otomi, I will kill you. Uh, you <laughs> will not have any time to defend yourself because you will be dead. Mystic Messenger is a mobile Otomi game that got really popular in the summer of 2016, around the same time Pokemon Go was popular, funny enough. Holy shit, that's true, isn't it? It is! That was the fucking weirdest summer of ever <laughs> that had ever existed up until this one where we are now quarantined for the coronavirus. <laughs> This is like the anti-2016 summer. It is, it is. Okay, but what, so like, I guess the premise of Mystic Messenger, like the plot, well no, let's get into like what the game is. It is like an app where pretty boys and also Jahyu, who is a pretty girl, talk to you on your phone and they call you. Yeah, Mystic Messenger is, uh, imagine if you had gotten a text message from a stranger that told you to download this app so that you could talk to pretty boys and also you were an idiot. We're doing this into three parts because we spent about two to three months on this and if if we have to deal with this so do you so the first one we're gonna do is just the regular stories out it's called right yeah the common the common route the first four days the plot of the common route is that you get a text from somebody on this app that you downloaded to talk to pretty boys who is like hey here's this random ass address go to this location and just scope it out <laughs> see what the deal is <laughs> So this is someone's phone. I gotta give it Just back to them. Just scope it out. So you go to this random ass location. You open the door, and then you all of a sudden you're locked fucking in, and you have to live there now. Because the RFA, which is Rika's Fundraising Association. I think it's an association. Yeah. She is now dead, quote, 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 air quote. She's dead, wink, <laughs> wink. wink. Nudge, nudge. She's dead. <laughs> In the ocean, wink, wink, where there was no body, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> and you're in her apartment. And she, you are, they're like, okay, you're in her apartment. Guess you gotta do the fucking parties now. It's your job. You do this now. And over the 10 days, uh, for the first four days, it's just you trying to get a dude to like you. And then after that, you get into a route, which are the routes that we're going to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. One of the big draws of Mystic Messenger that if you were around when it was popular, you would have heard about, is that all of the chats take place in real time. So chats will open at like fucking 3 a.m. and they'll talk to you about important shit while you're asleep. And if you miss, you will pay hourglasses in order to redo this chat. Now, I don't want to say that 
that Milo and I spent money on this game, but Milo and I spent money on this game. We'll get more into that when we get into the another story in terms of, like, the fucking having to be up at three o'clock in the morning to talk to fucking V. Oh my god, we can't get into V <laughs> right now. But this okay, is we can. fun teaser for the third episode. Watch us lose our minds. Oh, but speaking of that, we will have somebody, uh, Don, who is actually my boyfriend, who is going to be on later in the podcast to destroy me for uh, what it is like to live with somebody. What is it like whenever your family members decide to get into Mystic Messenger and will refuse to stop? My partner personally could not come onto this podcast, but I think it's pertinent to say that we were doing a senior superlative thing in our Discord server, and they personally nominated me for most likely to kiss an anime boy, so I think that shows their opinion on me and Mystic Messenger. <laughs> They only did that because I already graduated, so they wouldn't have- If I- if I had just waited one year, I would have gotten that one. <laughs> Alright, Zen, should we start our biases? Yeah, let's state our biases first and foremost. I personally, this sort of uh, slang terminology will be grievously outdated for all you time travelers out there, but I consider myself a Yusung simp. Uh, a Yusimp, if you will. And I'm a bit- I'm, I'm a seven simp, which you'll become more apparent once we get to the other episodes. So, starting with Zen, these will all be in 20 minute increments that we're going to talk about these, and they will be edited down because we won't stop talking. So, starting with Zen, okay. Hey, I must admit, I like Zen. I'm not, perhaps, his demographic. Yes, I enjoy Zen as a concept and as a funny man. As a very funny man. So the whole thing with Zen, Zen's whole thing is that he is a actor. He's a trying actor who loves himself to an extreme degree. Extreme. He's just, he's, every chat with Zen is, hey, look at this picture of me. Aren't I hot? It is extreme. It is to the point where it is like, there is narcissism. And then there is like this dude, if he saw his reflection in a puddle, would reach down and kiss it. Yeah, Zen, I believe- I like to believe that Zen wakes up, he does everything he needs to do in the morning, and then he looks at himself in the mirror, and he leans in to give it a little peck, but then he gets sort of into it, and then it gets kind of intense with himself, you know? So now he's just tongue-kissing the mirror. Uh, yeah, I can- I think this man uh, has- his mirror is wet, you walk into his apartment and there are wet, sloppy stains, because the man's just like- like, he's addicted to kissing himself. He's addicted to himself. It is, yeah. And that's why I think I I know people we have we have friends. Surprisingly we have friends. We have friends who love Zen, and I get it, but also, it's just not my thing. Yeah, so to start off with Zen, we have a couple of notes here. So Zen's drawing appeal, I'm looking at my Zen notes and I really should not have put as many jokes as I did. <laughs> I did, my only Zen note is hot guy. Uh, I have on my notes very hot guy. Uh, I will give him at least that, Zen is very pretty, even if he has a rat tail mullet combination. Ooh, his rat tail is, ooh. His rat tail is, hmm, things that that make me go. Hmm. He, he's also definitely one of those routes that I will. I don't know what the word. I don't know what term I'm gonna coin for it. I guess like the the feel good routes. They're the routes that make you that are really heavy on the romance. I feel like Zen's route is first and foremost definitely like it's meant to appeal to somebody who the thing about Zen is that he's definitely one of the feel good routes. He's a hot guy, just a very pretty boy with a very strange mullet rat tail combination. And Zen is a feel good route. He's definitely just like. Like, a very hot guy who I've put down in my notes. He's super flirty. He's super available, which I think is one of the things. Like, Zen is one of the most emotionally available characters within Mystic Messenger. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He is immediately like, I love you. 
I can't wait to get married. Zen's whole thing is like, he meets you and he's like, I want to fuck you so bad. But we'll get back to Zen and his horny behavior later. His uncomfortable horny behavior. His uncomfortable horny behavior. He's a hot guy and he compliments you a lot. And he does, and his route is like, his route has connections to the plot factors of the game, but I would definitely say in the ranking of routes within the game, his is definitely the least, you know? He's the guy that draws you in and he doesn't have a lot going on that is super connected to the whole plot of the game. Yes, uh, that's why a lot of the actual storyline of his route feels 100% forced because it feels like they kind of wanted to just have like a feel-good route. And they didn't think of anything that would be a reason for things to happen in his route. So they made up things to happen. Like he breaks <laughs> his leg and that's a big thing. And that does come back in other routes. But in this one, it's like, and then he meets this woman. Should we get into that or should we wait? Okay, so Echo Girl. Even the name makes me laugh because it is just such a wild plot line. My note about Echo Girl in this untitled notepad is Echo Girl huge tits. Because this is something you learn about her in canon. Yes, she talks about her tits. She talks about her tits quite a bit. Natural double Ds, you know, very proud of her. Echo Girl is introduced uh, about the midsection of Zen's route, if I remember correctly. And when she's introduced, uh, Zen has just landed a big acting job. This could be like his, this could be his career breakthrough, right? This is big break. His big break in the musical theater scene and the movie scene, as he desires to become part of, uh, I think is briefly explained. But anyway, Echo Girl is super famous. Yu Sung mentions being a big fan of hers and Seven mentions having a friend who is a fan of hers. Zen doesn't really know her like that, but he's excited to be participating in this project. So Echo Girl has uh, this issue that you will notice in a couple of woman characters in Mystic Messenger, which is that they are villains twirling their mustaches and tying the main character to railroad tracks. Tying maidens to railroad tracks. That is all of that is most of the villain characters in Missing Messenger are women. And they are very much they are evil in the most over-the-top way. They're evil in a Echo hilarious Girl, way. Yes. Echo Girl wants to she wants to date Zen really bad. But Zen just wants, you know, the gig, so she kinda holds that against him and then makes up this is wild, makes up this whole thing that that she like advanced on her? Yeah, so Echo Girl, um, the reason why this is transparently one of the reasons why I like Zen's plot the least is because it has this badly written false sexual assault accusation <laughs> written into it's it. It's so much! It's so much! It's so much. And like, so a lot of his route is dedicated to you, one, understanding that he has not fucked Echo Girl uh, or sexually assaulted her as she claims. And two, trying to disprove this. Part of the reason why this is a little bit problematic, aside from the whole thing, uh, and I loathe to use the term problematic, but it is, is that you are not giving any like real reasons why he didn't do this. You're just like, well, Echo Girl is a real fan. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it has these cutscenes where there are, in Mystic Messenger, there are like three types of events. There are the chat rooms, there are calls, and then there are these essentially just regular visual novel story modes. And you have those with Zen and meeting up with Echo Girl and stuff. And it is just so, it is some daytime drama shit. It is over the top. And yeah, from everybody else's perspective, they have no reason to really like believe that Zen didn't. It is so much and it is just so stupid. It is 100% just to have this moment that is like, oh, MC, blah 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 you know you trust me you believe in me 
One of my favorite things about Zen, uh, his route, is um, just the things that you would have to analyze that make it absolutely buck wild insane. And so this leads into a segment called Horny Zen and Legitimately Supernatural Creature Zen. Zen canonically has prophetic dreams. Prophetic dreams. He can see the future. This comes back in other routes. He sees the future. It's a legitimate plot point in other routes, and we'll get to that later, but I think about it constantly. Because Zen not only has prophetic dreams, he also heals from injuries at a prodigious rate that is impossible for a human being. And also, I know that he's an anime boy, but you see his family, and his family all have, like, brown hair and, like, brown eyes, and he has red eyes and, like, white hair. There's something distinctly wrong with Zen. Like, I don't- I don't understand it. Like, Supernatural Zen is a footnote here because it's so weird and fucked up and barely paid attention to, but I wanted to make note of it because I just wanted to address the fact that in this- in this dating sim, which could have had supernatural elements but chose not to, in this dating sim where you are going- where the overarching plot is like a realistic-based cult and where the supernatural stuff is moreover a joke, You have a character who canonically has prophetic dreams. Yes, that's it. That's the one supernatural element. Just, it it means everything to me because it is just, that's why I enjoy Zen because Zen is so weird as a character in Mystic Messenger that he's interesting to me. But then I think about his route too much and then it's just, it falls apart because it is, it fits in that one type of Mystic Messenger sort of plot, which is this is a daytime show. This is not anywhere near like a level where I expect you to go because we haven't even gotten into Zen's family. Oh, let's get into Zen's family. We'll we'll put a pin in horny Zen real quick because Zen's family (laughs) makes me insane because this is Zen's canonical backstory is that he was so hot that his family hated him. When they started to do that whole thing, they started to talk about like, oh, no, Zen's family didn't want him to be an actor. But then they went, they added in all this extra shit into it about how he was too hot and attractive that his family just fucking said, get out of here and kicked him out. It's just insane to me that, like, you can have a character whose backstory is that he's so sexy and so passionate about acting, you know, and dating sim-wise, a sexy career, that he gets kicked out by his family. Acting, I would understand. It's like, oh, you you want to go an RT career? But all this extra stuff that they add about, oh, no, it's also because he's hot. And it's weird. They, like, bring it up. It's like, oh, you're gonna get hurt, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You're, like, you're bringing a bad name to the family because you're ridiculously hot. It's such a weird extra thing. It feels like I know Zen isn't the one telling us this but if it was Zen telling us this that would make sense because it'd be like it'd be like if I said here's my childhood trauma my childhood trauma is that X, Y, and Z happened and also I was so hot my parents hated me like that's that's just wild If I went up to you and I was like hey I have all these problems in my life also I'm just so sexy that my parents just they saw me as a kid and they were like I have to fucking ruin this kid because he's too hot It's just it's insane Should we get into the zen horniness now? Okay, so horny Zen. Uh, Aside from being too hot that his family has disowned him, Zen is also extremely horny. This is a prevailing theme in a lot of routes in Mystic Messenger where they have like PG-15 sexuality uh, that they're allowed to tell you about. But Zen is like, not only do you get a bad ending if you fuck Zen, in his whole route, and and I must iterate, I've only ever gotten the good end with Zen because I'm a nice person. His whole route is you showing up to his house and him going, I can't 
can't hold your hand. I can't hold your hand or I'm going to fuck you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jizz, man. I'm gonna blast off. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna jizz. I'm dying of covering. Stop. Don't touch me. Please don't touch me. I'm a wild animal. It's so funny. Oh my god. Zen's wolf thing is... This so this doesn't you won't we won't really we'll touch on this a little bit. So Zen has this thing where if you're in anybody else's route besides you, Sung and Jahi, he will call you and be like, "You guys fucking? Are you guys fucking? Are you fucking? You tell me if you were right." And he's like, "Men are animals. They're wolves. They'll go a woo gun. Their eyes will bulge out." <laughs> Think about Zen's stupid, horny bullshit constantly. They'll go all wooga and their eyes will bulge out. That became a running joke in our Discord. It became a running joke in our Discord. We talked about it constantly. I am going to mention this briefly, is that Zen's route is the only route, uh, to my recollection, where he and Jumin become something like friends. Yeah, there's a whole scene where, where Jumin is the only one who knows the secret spot Zen goes to. It's a sweet I moment. I wish it didn't come after Zen had been falsely <laughs> accused of sexual assault. Yeah, it's it's just so much. And there's also the whole thing with, with Jahi. You see, Zen's is one of those where I don't remember how his intersects with the actual plot of of, like the behind the scenes shit at all. For a moment, you're like briefly held at, uh, you're like briefly held at choke point by unknown. Oh, yes. We should get into the undercover plot of Mystic Messenger. Or I guess what, well, if you don't know, we'll unveil it, I guess, a little by little. So the hacker, who is unknown, yeah, we'll has sort of been keeping an eye on you, and there's sort of a reason, an unknown reason, why they want the party to happen. So occasionally they try to attack you. I don't remember why. It feels weird now that we've played through all of this. I can't remember why they wanted they attack you like this. Literally, I just, I don't quite understand it. Um, I feel like... Uh, but yeah, Unknown is, um, he appears in Zen's route, uh, I think he briefly holds you at choke point, I don't think there's much advance beyond that. Yeah, yeah, Zen's route is very much like, it is just a clusterfuck of random shit happening, and the main thing is just that way you and Zen can meet up, and then he can be like, don't touch me, I'm gonna jizz in my pants. Yeah, yeah, he can go, I'm gonna jizz in my pants by the lonely island, and you're gonna go, hey, I know you're a musical actor, but could you shut the fuck up, and then he goes, no, don't be mean to me my family disowned me because i'm so hot and then i had to join a motorcycle gang and now i'm the only person in the cast with a binge drinking problem except for say, also a he is cumbrain too it's he's has the most vices like typical vices of any of the cast he drinks he smokes he like i guess rides his motorcycle recklessly it's never a plot point yeah it's never really a plot point i think there was um he briefly mentions in several routes that he's planning on quitting cigarettes which, you know, good for him. I kind of understand what they're trying to go for here with Zen is that, like, he is the hottest character, but he's got all these vices that are deal breakers for a lot of people. You meet a surprising amount of people in life who just won't deal with smokers, like, at all. That being said, I think the fact that Zen smokes is mentioned, like, maybe five times in most other routes. I don't, yeah, it's not that I want them in this route to to fix it, but it's just so weird that they went and if they were running out of ideas so badly, why not go for the obvious easy? instead of making up a woman who falsely accused him of sexual assault. Literally, I just don't get it. I feel like you could build a decent enough plot based on the idea that Zen is like, you know, he has a smoking problem. He has a drinking problem. He has these clear problems that he probably got while
while working in showbiz or something. You could make something out of that. Why is he being accused of sexual assault by Big Tits Echo Girl? <laughs> Don't get it. Okay. I think that, yeah, that concludes our time with Zen. So. That concludes our Zen report. Uh, our grade for him is a C plus. Good effort. You know, very proud of him. Love my mullet rat tail man. Yes. Uh, C plus also for me. Same. Yeah, that's our grade. He also has the best CGs in the entire game. Oh, absolutely. The artist for Mystic Messenger fucking loves Zen. Loves Zen. It is it, amazing. Okay. Now we get into Jahi? Jahi? Or Jahi? Jahi! You're our resident Jahi simp aside from, uh, we will, uh, again, this will be much in the same way of please don't correct my pronunciation of Otomi game, where please don't correct my pronunciation of Jahi because I don't know how it's said. I don't know either, and I know that we should because we hear it all the fucking time, and, but I just don't remember. I don't remember. You would think you'd pick up on it, but the only things I pick up on are you sung stupid emoji sounds. Okay, I'm going to literally look it up. I'm going to look it up right now while we are on this podcast. Jahi pronunciation, Mystic Messenger. I'm really excited for going through this recording of this podcast and desperately hoping that the copyrighted music my brother is playing in our fucking house doesn't get picked up by my microphone. I usually say Jahi, but I started saying Jahi because I didn't want to look like a dummy. How to pronounce it? Google YouTube video. 26 seconds. Jahi. So Jahi, which I hope this is correct. If it's not, then YouTube told me wrong. Okay, I am the resident uh, JT Sim, so I, I really love her. I will say her route is, it is so low stakes to an extreme degree to the point, I told Nelsie about this, because um, I actually replayed it recently, is there is a point where you have two options and one of the options, like Jahi, I think Jahi was saying like, oh, I'm sad at work. And then you have the option like, no, quit your job. And the other option is visual novels are supposed <laughs> to have two options. And it's like, okay, you're not even gonna try. the. The right option for for Jaehee's draft is incredibly <laughs> obvious. Now to be clear, uh, Jaehee, um, I love her. I love her to death. The last time I played Jaehee's route was not as recent as Milo's, so my memory of it is foggy. And also, also, I must admit to my biases, and my biases are that Jaehee's route is kind of boring. Oh, it is incredibly boring. I think Jaehee's route was the first route that I legit, I would I would skip some shit. I would just, because I, I was bored. I didn't want to do it. If I missed stuff, I would, I was zoned out so bad through some stuff. I love Jaehee to an extreme extent. I will say, I think a lot of the reason why I, Jaehee is extremely popular with lesbians. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I understand because she's a woman. She's got that one up on everybody else in the game. Now, you know, I myself, I prefer women generally, but with Jaehee's route, it's so much of, um, well, we gotta get into, I guess, um, now is a good time to get into the gal palling, right? Um, so Jaehee's route is pretty known for if you, if you frequent the Mystic Messenger tags. <laughs> Jaehee does not have a traditional romance route. Uh, she is canonically bisexual, which was established in the Christmas DLC, I think, but she does not have a traditional oh. romance route. Um, her whole thing is that you are romancing her as a friend. Yes, you're romancing her as a friend. The central issue of her route is that you want her to quit her job because she works She works for Juman. You want her to quit her job. CEO. Uh, Juman is a bad boss. <laughs> He's an incredibly bad boss. Juman is a horrible, <laughs> awful yes, shit boss. Yes, you want boss. her to quit her job, but it is 100%. There are lines that she says where it's like, maybe I don't need a romance. Maybe what I really needed was a friend, which is such 
it is such I know what they're trying to do like they're trying to be like well you know can't we have a route that's just being friends and it's like yeah you can't if it's not the one girl route can't we have a route where you're just friends friends who maybe read a little bit of romantic poetry to each other maybe you know you talk about how you were destined to meet how you've influenced each other's lives so heavily you know your friends where you just sultrily kiss under the moonlight in front of the new coffee shop you opened as you live together your friends who you tell your tragic you backstory your about your parents dying, dying. Your life and then you talk about it and you're like wow i think you're the most important person to me fuck off you know my platonic girlfriends who i just i look at them and i think you're so beautiful route upsets just... me because if you can ignore honestly i do enjoy jayhee's route a lot even though it was boring a lot of it it's if you were a big jayhee fan you can ignore a lot of that and i am one so i enjoyed her route a lot and if you sort of squint you can see the romance there and just pretend it's you and if you're a big fan of jayhee and you're just like you're gonna be fine but if you are someone who wants romance any sort of romance that isn't like huddling around scraps and digging them out you're not gonna get anything from this 707 canonical homophobia when jay when 707 is like dating jay he on your phone oops i mean becoming friends with jay he fuck off was that homophobia or was that uh, trying to help us? True, true. I say homophobia because- <laughs> Okay, we're never gonna get out of this hole. Let me get into- I will say, now, I'm incredibly partial to Jayhee, so a lot of the stuff in this route, even though it's boring, I do have a heart a heart, a heart in me. There are a lot of interesting details about Jayhee's route that makes her route really fun on paper and not in practice. I was actually talking to Nelsie about a lot of them whenever it was happening because it was so wild. So the main thing of Jayhee's, Jayhee's route is that- Jayhee, sorry. Is that she, like, when you need her want her to quit her job but Juman, um whenever he's stressed he makes more assignments for the people who work under him like it's a coping mechanism he's <laughs> issues and problems so you get assigned to like she gets assigned to like this mirror co- uh, contest that used to happen now yeah. she's doing like find the longest cat in the yeah, world yeah he has issues she and problems she gets assigned again he, she's just the assistant for this dude to be the head of the new coffee division like there's like this coffee cat cafe she has to go into these meetings and be the head she's not the department she's just this dude's assistant she is this dude's assistant I think about this constantly. <laughs> it drives me insane because it's such a, it's, I know why they're doing it, but it feels like he's like, you know, you do it. You do it. You do it. This would be a good time to point out the overlap uh, between uh, people who love Jaehee, people who hate Juman. That, yeah, I think I'm the one exception. I love Juman. I also, but I love Jaehee more, but I do like Juman. I've honestly, there is, if you do like Juman, there's a lot of funny stuff in this. There is a lot of funny stuff, Juman. <laughs> Crashes seven yes. cars. Okay. So the big ending, the big, like, one of the big points in her route is that she's going to stand up to Juman because she had a breakdown. She's having a breakdown. So what she does is that she hands off all of the material for the coffee stuff to Seven. <laughs> and Seven replaces all of the likeness of the original cat, of the original cat that was uh, Elizabeth, which is Juman's cat. That was going to be the, the big, like, logo with Long Cat and introduces that to the shareholders. So now the shareholders want to invest, but they don't want to have Elizabeth as the main logo and that's all Juman cared about. He didn't give a shit about coffee. Juman, in an act of revenge, shows up to Seven's house 
and then just gets into one of his cars and starts to drive it. Juman cannot drive. Juman can't drive. It's a canonical fact. He can't drive at all. And whenever Seven says, holy shit, what am I gonna do? His driver, Juman's driver said, don't you not have like like insurance on those cars? Isn't that illegal? Because Seven is a canon tax evader. <laughs> so he can't do shit. He can't do shit about this car. Uh, while we're on the subject of Juman and Jaehee's route, uh, this is a good time to pin, um, just for a later reference in episode three, uh, shithead V moments. Oh, yes. Okay. To get into that. One second, let me take another sip of my water. Oh, you sipping, bud? You sipping? Gotta take a little bit of hydration, <laughs> bud? A little sipping, boy. Okay. Hey, a little sipping, boy. <laughs> so, she, he crashes, he crashes Seven's car. And at this point, Jahi, there's also, I guess, well, we'll get into that later. There's the Seven and, and Jahi stuff, which is really, Jahi, which is really interesting. Um, she, so he crashes Seven's car, and then Jahi feels inclined to go and, like, help him. And while she goes, they hear this stuff about the hacker, so she has to stay in Juman's house. And there's this whole scene, this is before we get to the V stuff, that they're texting each other and they're sitting right next to each other, but Juman is shy and he doesn't want to talk to her. He's shy. So the whole thing with, with V is that uh, while you're in Juman's house, this is the one point where I think the plot really intersects in Jaehee's route, is that V shows up and there's been this scene where V was essentially being blackmailed by Mint Eye, which is a cult, to give up, he gave up himself. He's giving up himself in return for everybody else. But he's not going to tell Juman that because he's a liar. So he walks in and he says, I got a- Hey! He just jumps into Juman's house and goes, Hey, I have a disease! I have a disease, I'm gonna die! Hey Milo, um, I want you to imagine for a moment- We're good friends, yes? Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, I would consider you a very good friend. You know, you've entertained me many a time. I feel like I've done the same for you. We're, we're good buddies. Uh, now, you know, uh, I would trust you with a lot. Now, if tomorrow I came to you um, and I told you that I had a terminal disease, which I was going to make fucking die from. And I hadn't seen you. I hadn't talked to you in months. Yes, yeah. How would that make you feel? Uh, I think I'd feel, A, pretty pissed. Pretty betrayed. Well, Milo, I hate to tell you, but I have a terminal disease. (laughs) (laughs) So, he tells Juman this, and then Juman goes, you're fucking lying to me. Because he is. Yeah! And then he's like, don't, Juman has a scene where he's like, don't, don't lie to me. Not you. Not you. And it's sad. V just kind of leaves and does it and makes Juman the head of the Rafa now. And that's just kind of the end of him and Jahi and Jahi's route. That's just kind of it. That was kind of it for V. That's all she wrote. But to get into the Zen stuff. So whenever Zen breaks his leg, so Jahi in Jahi's route, you just encourage her to go visit him. So she just kind of lives in his house for a bit. She doesn't sleep and she takes care of Zen. Grown ass man Zen. Grown ass man. Yeah, grown ass man Zen. And he, he does not have food in his fridge. He only has beer in there. He's an alcoholic. Because he's an alcoholic. working day and night and also taking care of this grown ass man. And if does get to a point where it's sweet where like they go to the they like he carries stuff in you know he's taking care of her too and they make food together and then etc etc but it's just funny to me that she had to take care of this grown-ass man because he can't take care of himself that's friendship <laughs> that's friendship but to get into the whole ending of of Jay-He's, her whole thing is that she really likes coffee she goes once she's doing this whole coffee assignment for juman she realizes oh i have a passion for coffee she decides i'm gonna open up a coffee shop 
up, but the route does not tell you what she's doing in actuality. You just see her show up to you in the final two CGs, which look awful, and it is her handing you a key, and they don't really tell you what's happening, so it just looks like she's handing you a key. My therapist, Big Face Jay, isn't real. I- I hate the final CG! Who is this? <laughs> Because they were like, so Jaehee's glasses are fake, which is stupid enough because I don't know why they would do that because she looks great. But then they're also like, she grows out her hair. So then in the after story, she looks like it's just MC again. She's a new person. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? She was reborn. <laughs> she was reborn. MC and her in the same frame, she looks like an MC. She does not look like, who is this? <laughs> insane and her final two cgs her they fucking put i guess they're trying to be like she dressed up for it she put on lip gloss or the fuck but she's got like this shiny ass shit that they drew on her lips and she looks like it's just bad man it's so it drives me bonkers <laughs> five head jay he isn't real she can't hurt you <laughs> i don't know why they do this it just it oh i Oh, I've already ranted about this. Low quality CGs are a common running theme between characters who are not Zen. Characters who are not Zen. Yeah, Zen CGs are extremely good. Zen CGs were drawn by a hand of somebody who loves him with all of their heart. Yes, and then everybody else's can vary between wildly good and horribly bad. <laughs> I will put on the screen uh, Jaehee's final CGs, so if you don't want to see it, don't look. I'm just gonna put them up. If this is on YouTube, if you're not looking on YouTube, then just look at Google it. If you're not on but... YouTube listening to our podcast and you take your moment to look away from the dishes you're doing because your mom kept harping on you because she's a fucking- she's an asshole. Um... Uh-huh. You having a moment there, bud? No. <laughs> I love my mom. I love my mom. <laughs> this goes out to all the moms in the world. This goes out to all the moms in the world. Happy Mother's Day. It's not Happy Mother's Happy Day. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, moms. <laughs> but anyway, as you're looking away from your art project that you're doing because you're a stinky little high school sophomore or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Damn, what is this? I don't know. I hate high schoolers now. That's my new character. Oh, great. Finally, you graduated. Now you think you're all high and mighty, huh? <laughs> you look at her CGs and you look at Five Head Jayhee. I just, it drives me insane. There are some good, good Jaehee CGs, but I don't know why they had the glasses not be real. That's just my opinion. It's stupid. I know what it's trying to do. It just makes, I understand, they're trying to be like, so the reason why Jumin did that to her is he didn't want her to be attractive because- Yeah. Jumin is a canonical misogynist. Jumin is a canonical misogynist, but it's like, it's such a wild thing. He doesn't want her to be attractive, but it's like, she is attractive. It's a dumbass plot point to give a reason why she ends up having long hair and no glasses. See, I think the thing is odd is because, like, the purpose is supposed to be, like, a character development haircut, or I guess the reverse char character development <laughs> hairstyle change. But the issue with this is that, like, so much of Jaehee's, like, Jaehee's hair and glasses are what make her look recognizable. So the fact that new Jaehee not only dresses completely different because she no longer has to work in an office, but she's also got, but she also has now long hair and she has no glasses, it makes her look like a completely different person. 
person. And like, it just, it doesn't quite work. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, so I, yeah, it, it, it is stripping away anything that makes her recognizable and turning her into just, just, it's just a lady. It's just a lady. I do love her growth and I'm a big simp, so her route is boring, but I enjoyed it a lot. So do we want to give it our like rating? Oh, the overarching plot theme. So how does Jakey oh. connect to the rest of the thing? Uh, it connects to it because it, it establishes Mint Eye. It talks about Mint Eye. Like, oh, uh, really? Mint Eye? V, V's just gone. V gave himself up and he's gone. So the only connection is that, oh, V, the solution to Mint Eye, which is kind of what each one of these routes has like kind of a different solution to the Mint Eye problem a little bit. This one is just that V gives himself up and then it's done with. And then they have the party. Love that for him. <laughs> That's just kind of it. V goes, you can have me. And then they go, okay. And then there's just done with. Fun times. And then you watch Jay-He go to the movies. I'm gonna go ahead. My personal rating for Jay-He's route is gonna be a B minus. I do love her. I am gay. I have no interest in this route because it is kind of boring. I'm gonna give it, I wanna give it. I don't wanna let my heart dissuade me because I think this is 100% personal bias. <laughs> it's okay. We're allowed to have personal bias. It's our podcast. I'm gonna give it a B plus just because it is boring, but I think the little bitty details of shit watching Jay-He go to the movies and stuff is so good and I love it. Alright, Yusung time. Go on, Yusung Simp. Dance for me. Okay, so I'm the little Yusung Simp. I've come before you in my little floppy jester's hat and I'm here to tell you about the love of my life. So, Yusung is the... So we put Yusung here strategically because his route is the most plot connected and that is because Yusung is the cousin of Rika, who you may know is that bitch who died. Wink, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yusung is pretty complicated because his route has a couple of things going on. Um, Yusung is one the least, I loathe to use this word, experienced of any of the characters in Mystic Messenger because he is the youngest of the characters. He's a university student. He's about 21. Recently graduated from high school and he reinvented himself. And by reinvented himself, I mean he was, he has clinical depression. Uh, <laughs> he has, yeah, he has, he's extremely depressed. Extremely horribly depressed. And what that, and what that makes it for him is that he's a gamer. Yes, he, he's, he's our gamer representation. Yeah, Yusung is our gamer representation. He's addicted to a World of Warcraft clone called Lol. Lol. Holy shit, it is a World of Warcraft, isn't it? It's basically World of Warcraft. Oh, League of Legends, wait. I forgot League of Legends was real. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But um, he's addicted to a League of Legends clone called Lol, Lol uh, which is called League of Loneliness. <laughs> is that true? I believe so. If I remember from my perusing of the wiki, the game is called League of Loneliness and something else, but... <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny. My best, my favorite game is Depression Isle. My favorite game is Second Life with depression. <laughs> I love you, Sung, with all my heart, not only because he was the first route that I played in Mystic Messenger, but also because he's the route I've played the most. I've played his route around three times. Oh Yeah, fun times to go through that. <laughs> so, to basically explain the conflict with Yusung, Yusung is one of th is the only member in the common story who has active friction with V. Yusung does not like V. He does not trust V, and he does not think that V should be trusted by anybody else, and that's because he thinks that V is lying about Rika being dead. Which he is. And she is, you know. This will become a common theme when we talk about Yusung. Uh, so we're going to put a pin in this and you can call this uh, our recurring segment called Yusung is right about everything, no exceptions. 
Yes. Yusung believes that V is lying about Rika's death. It's unclear whether or not he thinks he's lying about the whole thing entirely or whether or not he thinks that he's just lying about the circumstances of Rika's death. But a lot of times it seems like he believes that V is just lying and that Rika is alive somewhere, which, you know, he ain't wrong. Which is is correct. I mean, no, no, he's not. Wink, wink. No, he's not. Wink, wink. But so Yusung is horribly depressed. He's never had a girlfriend. And so you are now MC is always a woman, by the way. Sorry to my gays out there. We respect you. We are one of you. We respect you. We are one of you. But anyway, so you're a girl and you're nice to him. So he's like, what? A girl? A g- 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 girl? A wooga? Um, so, you know, you're a girl and you're nice to him. Yusung's romance has a lot of conflict regarding the fact that he does sort of project Rika onto you. And this is a thing that kind of gets me, not because I think it's a bad plot point, but because everybody seems to take it the wrong way. Yusung doesn't want to fuck his cousin. Please! Yes, you see, I we've met people who are annoyed by this plot point, and I understand, but for me, it never bothered me because it makes sense. She just died in his eyes. She just died, man. She just died. And the thing is, is that when Yusung compares you to Rika, it has this air of sadness about it because he's comparing you on the barest thing, which is that you're doing the same job that Rika did, and you're providing him happiness, which is something that nobody else managed to do in the same way that she did. She's a person who emotionally affected him, and so he wants you to be reminiscent of her and he doesn't realize how hurtful that can be because she's his fucking cousin. Yeah, he doesn't really, he, he doesn't understand that the sort of like weight of what's going on. He's confusing his, he's confusing romantic feelings for the like paternal, almost like missing somebody that he wants you to fill that hole without realizing that what he really wants like and what is like you are going wanting to provide is not that but something romantic. It's one of those things where one, that is one of the first things you have to clear up in his route and it's something that every RFA member gets on his ass about immediately. <laughs> Oh yeah, they do They do chew him out for that. I mean, deservedly so. It doesn't bother me that much that the Rafa chews him out as much as it does that I think people take the that whole part of his route a little bit too out of proportion. Yusung will go, um, Yusung will say to you, you're just like Rika. And then everybody in the RFA chat will go, Rika in the group chat, get his ass. <laughs> One of the big things about Yusung is that a lot of his route is basically him growing up in order to be a better boyfriend to you. Because he's grown to have r- pretty strong feelings for you through the phone, you know? Kiss me through the phone by Soldier Boy. Kiss me through the phone by Soldier Boy. He's grown to have pretty intense feelings for you and he wants to be a better person for you. Part of that is that he has to take a step back from video games. He has to stop being a gamer for love. He has to stop being a gamer for love because gaming... To explain the extent of Yusung's gaming addiction is that there are multiple intervals in his and other routes where he skips class to stay home and game. Oh, uh, yeah, very obviously so. And you also get pictures sent by him of him with, like, circles underneath his eyes. He's just, he's not doing very well. Um, Yusung also has a plot point where you have to talk about his major because his college major is not known by anyone in the RFA. I have to say, does he have a major? I don't remember that. Yusung has a college major, and if you guess it correctly, you get a little heart, and I've always guessed it correctly because I love him. What is it? He's majoring in medicine with the intent to become a vet. Oh yeah, because of because of Rika. Yeah, and the reason for this is because Rika's dog straight up McFucking died. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah. I That's, everything, I think a big thing in Yusung is that he based his whole life off of Rika, and then Rika's no longer here, so now he's trying to be his own person. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like it becomes a whole thing um and so Yusung wants to be more of an active adult who's fighting to help you and then this brings up the big plot point which comes up in every route which we've neglected to mention but I think that adds to the emotional weight there's a fucking bomb in your apartment <laughs> yeah I forgot 
forgot about there it. There is a bomb in your goddamn apartment. To get into why there's a bomb in the apartment, the whole thing is that Rika put in this bomb so that way if anybody gets in there that's not supposed to be in there, that's not authorized, uh, that everything, the important documents in the apartment will be spared because the bomb will go off and will destroy the apartment. Mm -hmm. And it's worth noting that the bomb was shut off for a while, but due to unknown factors, it just might blow you to bits if you try to leave the apartment. So, I wish we were doing Your life is in peril. Your life is in horrible peril, which then brings us to you Sung, who's pretty rightfully pissed off that his girlfriend is now trapped in a trapped in an apartment with a fucking bomb. <laughs> pretty upset about this. He wants to blame V because, and this is, uh, and I'll and I'll knock on you, Sung, for this one. He wants to blame V because he likes Seven more than V, and he doesn't want to blame Seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair. I mean, Seven's his friend. Seven's cool. Seven's just doing what he was told. Yeah, uh, V. I know my bias is showing, but my bias is showing. But fuck V. But also, don't. <laughs> we won't get into that. Yusung wants to blame V for this, but it sort of comes. It comes and goes because you know, fucking funny bomb. Funny bomb. Funny bomb. You're going to die. So then Yusung has to go on this mission where uh, with Seven because Seven is going to go to the building for Mint Eye because he's going to defend you and try to get to the hacker that has unlocked the bomb. And you saw it's like, take me with you! Take me with you! Take me with you! Don't leave me! Don't leave me here! Take me with you! And Seven is like, uh, alright. <laughs> he's, he's much more hesitant than that. But Yusung goes. And, you know, while he goes, there's very foreboding things. This is also the origin of, um, Yandere Yusung. <laughs> Which is teased in the game, and I know that it has like canon backing or whatever, but it's just not something I'm into. I don't like it. I don't like it very much. I can deal with Yusung's jealousy issues because I think he's cute and I think his jealousy issues sort of add to him because he's because this is sort of like one of the only things with between him and the RFA that's like definitively his is your relationship with him. It never really bothered me, his jealousy from what I remember. Yeah, his jealousy is, you know, it's fun. It's fine. I don't really care that much. I know some people have a big issue with it, but his jealousy issues for me just sort of like add to the fact that this is his first relationship and he doesn't want to fuck it up and he's sort of really insecure about the fact that like, when compared to other members of the RFA or to other men in his eyes, you know, he doesn't feel like he measures up. I deal with it. But Yandere Yusung, uh, he gets pretty intense during this point in time because he's literally about to risk his life for you because he's <laughs> wonderful and I adore him. He's a, Yes, he's a sweet boy. He's a very, very sweet boy. And so he goes and there's a whole lot of fucking drama. <laughs> there's a whole lot. Uh, seven encounters his, Seven encounters a vision from his past, <laughs> which we will get to in seven episode, at which point Milo's going to cry. I will. I will. But, um, you move on from that. So one of the big plot points in Yusung's route is that he has to forgive V. Why he has to do that, I can't fucking tell you. I forgot that was a plot point. It makes me so mad in retrospect. It's insane. <laughs> he has to forgive V. He doesn't forgive him entirely, but he learns that V is blind because of injury caused by Rika, which, you know, is a fact. And, you know, he encounters V again, um, and he sort of opens his heart to the fact that maybe V isn't a huge liar who's lying about Rika being fucking dead. That doesn't change the fact that he is, but, you know, <laughs> for the good ending, you have to pretend that V is, a <laughs> that v is not a liar. Looking at it in retrospect, it drives me insane, but we'll get into that more. It makes me insane, but we will get into that 
more in our list of V's crimes on episode three. So Yusung is my favorite route because one, he's very much my type. He's so cute and I adore him. His, I feel like Zen's whole thing is that he's flirtatious with you in a really confident way, which is fine. Uh, I don't like that. If I'm gonna be into a man, it's either gonna be like, it's, here's my type of man. I have two types and it is um, huge man, Jason Momoa's levels of hot or pathetic. And <laughs> so I really like Yusung for that reason. It's just because like so much of it is just that he's having a lot of these problems that are he's that are out of his depth and he needs time to process. His grieving has been delayed a lot because he's not really allowed to like be angry at V because people will get his ass if he is. <laughs> Rika had such a profound impact on his life. When people sort of simplify it to like him having this sort of cousin complex, it bothers me because I feel like a lot of Yusung's route is based on the fact that he does develop genuine, really intense feelings for you, but they're also based in the sense of like innocence because this is his very first relationship and he doesn't want to get it wrong. Yeah, and that's what I find, you see Yusung I really enjoy because I think there is, the thing that I really like about Yusung is that he's earnest. He is like really earnest. Yeah. And his feelings for you, it, it were a lot of routes whenever it's rushed I can kind of like go okay uh it's rushed because I only have 10 days so you sort of understand with Yusung it feels like it, the reason why it speeds up as quickly as it does it feels like almost because he genuinely likes you because you are a pretty girl and then he sort of goes into I like you because of you and it feels really like heartfelt and I also think he sacrifices a fair bit for you he is incredibly devoted and I think that sort of like a devotion is so sweet especially because he is a cutesy character and yet he is so serious and like not serious but you know what I mean depressed. Yusung is just like aside from being super cute which like on a surface level is one of his main appeals because with uh, Zen his appeal is being a hot dude and with Jaehee her appeal is being a girl <laughs> and also you know being a very capable understanding person and like with Yusung he's not only cute but like his route has this surprising amount of depth based on his grief and like he's super earnest and that's one of the things that gets me about him also also uh, uh, one of the things that gets me about Yusung is, uh, aside from like, he gives up a lot to be with you, including an eye, and also he gets a cat for you. <laughs> Yeah. He gives up a lot to be with you. He's also, on the point of him being earnest, embarrassingly so. He's embarrassingly earnest, yeah. I love playing other routes specifically. For one of the reasons I love playing other routes, not only because I like all the characters in the game to some extent, but because, um, with the exception of one. I'm about to say, about to say, about to say. Is because I really, 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 really like that Yusung will have calls in other people's routes that are just the most fucking- they're either extremely sad or so embarrassing for him. They are! Yusung takes the role of like your best friend in a lot of other routes that also kind of still has feelings for you. So he'll call you and sometimes he's just drunk and he's like crying and then other times he's like telling you this story and asking you about life advice and it's just like oh your buddy Yusung is back and he's telling you an embarrassing story. Mm -hmm. You know this will just be a second a moment's notice but everybody like lots of people know about this call if you play the game already but there is a call uh in seven's route where <laughs> your son will call you and he'll go everybody in my video game is calling me a masochist <laughs> And if you say this, like, what was, I don't remember the, what it was. It was like a, it was like kind of a flirty line where you're like, uh, you don't know what that is. You deserve to be punished. Yeah. And then he's like, Ooh, I like that. And it's like, dude, dude, 
This is not your route. Dude, this is not your route, but I'm in love with you. But I'm in love with you. He's just so genuine whenever he says shit, and he doesn't even realize what he's saying, I feel like, half the time. So it makes it feel so much more sweet. He's just a sweet boy. I really enjoy how, like, really sweet he is. I- I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Yeah, so my so my rating for Yusung, uh, because I am a Yusung simp and I'm allowed to say whatever I want, because uh, it's my podcast, and it's an A+. Plus. Love him to death. I'm gonna give him- I'm gonna give him- you see, it's been a while since I've played Yusung's. But I, from what I remember, I'm gonna also give him. I'm gonna give him an A. I don't want to give him an A plus because I don't know. You gotta save that. You gotta save that for your special boy. I gotta save that for my special boy. But I really like Yusung. Yusung is probably my second, maybe tied with uh, Jaehee for like my favorite character in Mystic Messenger. Maybe I really, I really like Yusung. I think Yusung. Yeah, his route is just really the depth of it. He's definitely the second favorite route that I that I have because his his the depth to his route is impeccable and kind of shows that Mystic Messenger can have really sweet moments and also really good depth. Yeah, yeah. I want to add a small addendum to our grading system. What do you think about the concept that we have one S? <laughs> what? Oh, I like this. And it stands for simp. You can only give it to one character. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to change yours to S to be simp? My my rating for you, Song, is going to be an S. I'm going to give that one up in episode one. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to change mine for you saying to be an A plus then. I enjoyed it a lot. So now to get into our next segment. <laughs> let me yeah, let me uh, say Don. Let's add Don in here. Get in here. Don's about to cook your ass. Don's about to cook my ass. Welcome to our new segment called Get His Ass. <laughs> I specifically asked Milo to invite Don onto the podcast because I wanted the perspective of somebody who <laughs> just watched this descent. Yes. Don, what was it like to watch to watch the months that I got into Miss Me? Terrifying, I would like to say, is the first objective. Um, well, you, um, when you started playing this, I wanted to support you. I wanted to be like, yeah, this is an interest. You were into it. And I was like, okay, I'll, so I'll support you. And then you slowly got Mystic Messenger brain rot. And I, I descend from this is a casual sort of interest to like, this is your life. <laughs> See? Okay, me and Nelsie would start routes at the same time um, because we wanted to experience it together. So it became sort of a communal activity, and it got to the point where I would I would go, "Good morning, Don," and Don would go, and Don uh, Vampire would message me. I'm not gonna bully you on the podcast. This isn't my turn to be bullied. This is your turn to be bullied. <laughs> would message back, "Good morning," and then I would then I would, Don would ask, "How are you?" and I'd say, "I'd go fine," and then I start telling Don about miss me unprompted. Like instead of "Good morning" messenger like messages, I'd just get like so. V was a bitch today. <laughs> he was though. He was. When isn't he a bitch? That's that's his entire route, according to you guys. V is a cuck. That's that route. Listen, listen, listen. V might be a cuck. That's about it. But <laughs> it bears mentioning that before we were playing Mystic Messenger, Milo and I were like friends. <laughs> We were buds. Uh, we had we had talked in because uh, we've met through Discord, through di- through a shared Discord server. Uh, so we had talked through calls, and I had always vibed with Milo because we talked about similar things. Uh, but then something happened to us. I love that you say something happened to us. Like it's fucking. I fell into a vat of toxic waste. Yeah, this is your super villain start. We fell into a vat of toxic waste, and Don watched. Yeah. 
viewers at home, it was my birthday. Whenever me and Nelsie were on call, it was like a big birthday bash, you know, a bunch of friends we were on call, we were playing Jackbox. And me and Nelsie did this bit. We're like, what if we started playing Mystic Messenger together? And then we downloaded it. And now look at this. And now look at it. We're starting our podcast empire. <laughs> I want to ask, uh, Don, do you remember that you, we were on call and you, we, I was talking about Mystic Messenger unprompted yeah. again. And you asked me, you said, why don't you put down Mystic Messenger? And I got really upset. <laughs> I said, why? I can stop if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't remember how that conversation started. And I said, speaking of addiction, Milo, how's Mystic Messenger going? Like, like, how is that going for you? And you were like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing like one of the last routes. You know, after this, I think I'm going to stop. And I was like, oh, really? You're going to stop? We'll see about that. And then you got like really defensive and you were like, I can stop whenever I want. I can stop playing Mystic Messenger, watch. And then you didn't. And then you continued to play Mystic Messenger for much longer after that conversation. So you proved absolutely nothing except for the fact that you were really addicted to Mystic Messenger for like a hot minute there. Listen. Uh-huh. Uh, it bears mentioning. Multiple times over the course that we had begun our journey with Mystic Messenger, we had now become part of the Mystic Messenger community in a way where people were twice over the time that we were playing Mystic Messenger, the Mystic Messenger chat uh, tag trended on Twitter and people asked us about my it. My friends, my dear friends, my college friends asked me, added me in another server and said, why is Mystic Messenger trending? And the sad belated sigh I had to give because i knew why was so disheartening if you're curious for the reason why it's because it was having a server breakage because of the fucking events uh zen's birthday event and the children's day event yeah every event crashes the app for like two hours which is a long time i also want to say don didn't i get you to start playing Mystic? yes you did you played you son's route yeah i played you son's route and then i tried to play um jay's route but i i got really bored yeah it's 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 a lot of reading and like it's a lot of reading at like specific times and I'm really forgetful and you know sometimes I forget to do I forget to do really important things sometimes and I can't I can't spend in like 20 minutes doing this chat. I don't care enough for that. I'll just watch a playthrough online. You can't kiss Jay so it's <laughs> the first yeah, I'm going to be the first Mystic Messenger playthrough. It's me. The first Mystic Messenger speed run. Oh, I saw- I googled that. Okay, we're gonna get off way off topic. <laughs> I don't want to keep you here longer than you have to be. We've imprisoned Don in, in a, under a microscope and we're observing him. Under an, an amber. Like a fly. Good for me. We're observing him and we're just like, what are your thoughts on us playing Mystic Messenger, boy? I have so many thoughts. I, I love thinking and <laughs> saying things. I, you see, another funny story is that Don started playing Miss Me, and Don was like, I really like you, Sung. And I had this horrifying, like, turn towards the mirror, like, a <laughs> sort of opinion of, like, what does that say about me? What does it say I, about you? It's because we're both gamers, isn't it? Huh? Is why, that why? Why are you so defensive about me playing you, Sung's route? I just thought he was cute. I just thought he was cute. I want to know what that says about uh, me. I think you're cute. Don't deflect by being sweet to me. Don't deflect by being in an honest relationship. There will be no love here. There is no love in this zone. There's only judgment and hate. There's only judgment and hatred and you sung. And you sung. Also you sung. Can I say something really quick about you sung? Yes. I yes. okay. It it creeps me out. You sung's route creeped me out a little bit. Um. 
Because of his jealousy. His jealousy. No, no. I didn't like how he compared us to Rika all the time. It was weird. Got him! <laughs> we predicted it! We got it! Everybody flash your cameras! We got it! We had mentioned about how that made people uncomfortable. I'm crab walking around you, Don, and I'm flashing my paparazzi camera. We got Everything. it! Everybody grieves in their own way, love. Everybody grieves in their own way, love. At the start, it was like, okay, he sees a little bit of Rika in me. That's okay. It's not strange at all. You know, like, it's okay for you to see people you loved and, you know, somebody else you love now. And he's still grieving, so it's very... It's okay that he's doing that. Like, it was like, at first, it was like, okay, that's fine. But then, like, it started getting, like too much like it was too much like he was like you should be just like rika you should you're doing all this it was like the point where he was like oh like you are rika and i was like i don't like that are you in love with your cousin i don't like no! that you're in love with your cousin. He's <laughs> the way he talked about her was like he is infatuated with that woman and then also that he saw her and you that's extremely creepy because he's dating you so he saw your his cousin in you so much that at times he confused you for like it's weird i don't want that don i kill you in real life listen there's no excuse there's no excuse for that <laughs> There's excuse. Okay, she died. Okay, okay, she just died. Okay, okay. I'm gonna put this ago. in perspective of a real life relationship. If somebody Milo was related to died, and Milo was like, "Oh, hey, Dawn, you are this person now," I'd be really uncomfortable. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't want to be confused with somebody who's dead. Like, I don't like that. Listen, as long as you don't enable my mans, he stops. Yeah, like, after he, like, self-sacrifices for you. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, no, no. It's You're... not a healthy coping mechanism. He's not doing this healthily. I beat you up in real life. I mean, he's, I mean, Don is right. It is not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I will give you that, but I, I don't think if I did that to you, Don, you would turn to me and you would tell me that, oh, I think you wanted to fuck the person who's dead. <laughs> no, no, I'd be like, hey, babe, maybe you should see a therapist for that grief. <laughs> I don't want your grief to confuse you for somebody who's dead. I don't want that. If if you're dating me, I want you to be dating me. You know, I don't want you something to be like, oh, Rika, I love you. Oops, sorry, Don. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you. I, okay, I want to have this be. This is a fun thing we can do for every guest that comes on here. We could have them rank uh, if they have played it their opinions on the route that we have we are, we have talked about. I want you to give it like an a, like a school rating, like you know A to D and F. Give us a grade for Yusung. Give us a grade for Yusung. Yusung himself. I felt like he had a lot of depth to his character. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him like a, a solid B. That's beautiful. Yusung got very high marks across the board. We'll be sending him to the Anime Boy Replication Factory. Yeah, he was a nice kid. He just needed therapy. He just needs therapy. I'm not gonna give him a lower grade for that. Uh, before, I also want to ask you before you go. So the next one that we're playing is that devil game, if you've seen the ads around? Yes, when I downloaded Mystic Messenger, that was the first game it recommended to me afterwards. <laughs> And what is- how do you think- are you excited to hear about that? How excited are you to hear me talk to you about that, Don? Also terrified. Um, excited to hear you talk, 10 out of 10. Excited to hear you talk about some weird- another weird anime- anime boy dating game? Um, not so much. Uh, I- I feel like the real fear here is that you are also gonna become addicted to this one now. Like it- like you have. you're like, man, 
this has really good plot development for this character. Wow, it's great. The, the, the depth they're really getting getting for these characters and like the, the, the stories and stuff. And you're just going to get really far into that like, now. And then it's just going to it's going to repeat itself history. No, I'm going to purposely make sure that doesn't happen. Listen, I'm going to I'm putting in my cards okay. now. You can listen. If I'm wrong, you can replay the clip in our episode on Obey Me. You can replay the clip and you can make me look like a clown. You can play the honk honk sound effect after I said it and then you can conveniently edit it to say that I was wrong. But we're not going to simp for anybody in Obey Me. All right, we'll see about that. <laughs> you're both simps. You're both simps. You're you're simps at heart, and I don't think you could change your nature. So I think you're gonna see some really cute never boy on this fucking game, and he's gonna have like a really nice story, and he's gonna be depressed but written well, and you're gonna like feel for him, and then you're gonna get a, you're gonna you're gonna develop feelings, and you're gonna simp for a character on Obey Me. So. Maybe Milo, but I'm stronger than No! Me. I refuse! Listen, I've never simped in my Nelsie, life. Nelsie, you are also a simp. Do not even try. <laughs> Nelsie, Nelsie, do not throw me to the wolves. Well? As a fellow simp. Donovan, thank you for being part of our podcast. We appreciate you. Nelsie, you have simped. Uh, I'm going to- I'm not going to dignify that, but I've never simped in my life, and if you ask my partner, they will tell you nothing. Yeah, Milo and I have never simped in our lives. You, you could ask the people we're in love with, they will say no, Don doesn't count. 707? Anyway, Mr. Donovan, we're gonna usher you out of our podcast so we can reach our outro. We're playing the Bim Bam exit music. We're going to the money zone. That's copywritten. We're not going to the money zone. Thank you for having me here. Goodbye. No problem. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Don. <laughs> All right. That was fun. I'm glad we had Don on the podcast. This was episode one of our currently unnamed podcast. We will be having two more episodes after this, uh, uncovering the deep story and another story routes in Mystic Messenger. And after that, we will be playing Obey Me. <laughs> we'll be playing Obey Me, uh, which will be interesting and I'm excited for, but also terrified. I'm extremely excited. Uh, as far as I understand it, this game is super weird and strange and, you know, a little bit problematic problematic, which is just a great stew for an episode. Yeah, the great stew for us to lose our minds about. Yeah, I think that's good. We'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of our podcast. We really appreciate you being here, and we hope you'll continue to listen for a couple more episodes before you throw us to the wolves. Yeah, we'll see you then. It's so cold out here, listener. Also, most likely, I will probably have links in the- I don't know how many people are gonna watch this, but- uh, all five of you. If we do, all five of you, I'll probably be including links in the description to go donate. Yeah, donate to my PayPal, pay for me to get a Nintendo Switch Lite. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, these will be links to donate to Black Lives Matter chapters, uh, good charities, cause, uh, as we are currently in a hellhole of police brutality. <laughs> if you're at this podcast and you have a couple of dollars, throw it at some black people. Yeah, I'll probably also include a link to just, you know, watch us in the background, make ad revenue for them. Alright, thank you so much for listening.